I'm gonna keep it 100. I'm already ready to retire. I have not even started my my career as yet, but I'm I'm already kind of like, okay, when I'm when am I going to retire? When am I going to retire? Because like, what 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 is this? Welcome to Miscellaneous Thoughts, the podcast where we talk about religion, politics, and all that jazz. In this episode, we're going to talk about the I Don't Dream of Labor movement or trend that has been kind of really circulating the interweb. I've watched probably five, six videos on it, and I was like, you know what, I have to talk about this. I feel like I agree with a lot of what they say, but I also kind of understand a lot of criticisms that they've been getting because, you know, there's a lot to be said as well about the whole privilege around labor. But we'll get into that a little bit later. Let's just talk about how I think about labor and how I feel like I've been almost taught to think of labor in college, you know, even now as a young adult. So I feel like my relationship with labor really went downhill in college. Like, I mean, I had, I think I had a job in high school. I'm pretty sure I had a job. A job, job or a job? I don't know. Maybe, maybe a job, like a summer job or summer jobs perhaps in high school. I don't remember. But I feel like in college it was where I was like, okay, this is not it right now. Like this is this is not it. Like and I, I think it was because I was also I was not only working, but I was also in school. I was a full time student and I also had a part time job and it was just a lot going on. There were semesters when I was taking like six classes and I was still working part time. And I felt like it was just way too much going on in my life. I was like, what is this? Like, I'm overwhelmed. And one thing I encountered during my college experience was on paid internships. So let's just kind of talk about this. Let's just get this off. Let me get this off my chest real quick. On paid internships should be illegal. I think there's no justification for why people should not be paid when they work. I, I don't care if they're if they're if they're working in a nonprofit organization, I feel like they should still be paid. If you are putting in time and energy, if you are working, why should you not get paid? And I, and I really, I really honestly think that unpaid internships prime us to devalue our labor. They teach us that like you can you should work hard, you should always work hard, give your best, da da da, and that you should you should expect little to no reward. Like, legit, because I feel like in these internships, they tell us, like, oh, you know, you're, you're doing it for experience, da-da-da, but it's like, you know, you're, you're literally, it's like blood and sweat, blood and sweat going to some of these internships, and, like, you're literally getting nothing. They don't pay for, some places don't even pay for your transportation. No transportation, no food, and it's like, and you're not paying me to work? Like, what? They should be illegal. Illegal, okay? Like, they they should not exist, I feel like. And, like, I think, like, just leaving college and like I'm in grad school now so you know I'm still kind of I'm still learning and still in this academic space but I'm gonna keep it 100. I'm already ready to retire. I have not even started my my career as yet but I'm I'm already kind of like okay when I'm when am I going to retire? When am I going to retire because like what 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 is this? What is this like I, I want out of this. I want out of this. And like, I just feel like this life is not, this this way of living is not sustainable. Like this, this always going, just hustle culture mindset, like work, 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 
work never stops, the grind never stops, no sleep. Like, this is not a sustainable way of living for me. And I think I've, I've become better at really taking care of myself, at sleeping, and at, like, um, just kind of prioritizing things that are important to me. But still, like, I just, I feel like this, I feel like I'm, I'm kind of burning out already. You know, I haven't even literally started my career as yet. I haven't started a professional full-time job. I'm already just like, okay, I'm tired. I'm tired. One thing I have been asking myself, because I feel like I have this weird obsession with productivity, is am I, am I, am I obsessed with productivity or am I just afraid of poverty? And like, I got I had to really think about this real quick because I feel like for me, my obsession really is just me not wanting to ever have to experience real real financial hardships. I, I have seen what it means to truly experience poverty, and that is like psychologically damaging. Like that is like extreme poverty like real poverty like it's like I don't, I'm saying real because I mean I feel like sometimes we say you know I'm poor I'm broke but like you know I'm talking about like what living without living without a home having to literally work a billion jobs just to afford a shack like it's I'm, I'm talking like real 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 like if I don't go to work tomorrow I will be homeless Poverty, poverty, poverty. Like I know that I, I don't think I'll be able to survive that type of that type of lifestyle. And so for me, like, my hyper productivity is me trying to never have to place myself in that situation. And I know that no one chooses poverty, but I feel like for me, I just, I I stay busy because I don't want to ever have to find myself in position or just be in a place where I'm, extre- I'm I'm experiencing that extreme stress and and those you know those anxieties of really of not not having enough to live and to survive especially in the US especially in New York City you know poverty is in a lot of these highly populated places it's like it's I don't know I can't even find the words to explain poverty because I obviously I've never experienced it before but like what I've seen it's just it's just it's it's a lot and so I know for me it's like my my productivity is really just fear driven and I, I've realized a lot of things about kind of how we see labor and just the whole thing with human capital like you know we we, we don't value older adults we don't and I, it's gonna sound bad we do not care about older adults because they do not provide anything for us think about that really quickly like the reason why we treat older adults and seniors so badly is because we have exploited we have, we have expo- exploited them to the very end and they have nothing else to give us. They they are not producing work, they are not producing labor. They are not adding value to our society in in that way and so we do not care about them. And it's really sad cuz you know just the way in which they're treated in these in these um in these nursing homes or whatever, it's like it's terrible. It really, it really just boils down to how how valuable are you to this economy? How how can your labor be profitable? And if you're not able to produce labor, you have no value. You have no value. And this kind of goes into like how we tie our work to our value. I know like I was watching this video and they were saying like in some places 
you ask them what they do, they tell you hobbies. When you ask people what they do in America, they tell you their jobs because our jobs is who we are. Who are who are you? You know, uh, oh, I'm I'm a doctor. Well, what well, who are you? Like like who who are you? Oh, um, well I I help people in the hospital. Like who we are is our jobs, our occupations. And I mean, I think nothing is wrong with finding value, like intrinsic value in what you do. But I feel like there should be more to you than just your job. Like it should be more, you know. And before I get to the criticisms of this trend or movement, I want to just go back again to just college. And I think college prepares us for the hustle culture of the real world of, you know, of having a, a real, I said real, but having a full-time job and having a career, like it prepares us for hustle culture in that way. Like it just, it acclimates us to the realities of our future. Cause like when we think about a lot of these people who have nine to five jobs, like they're just like always going, like they're never stopping. Like they literally, they literally thrive. Their body, their body cannot function without coffee. They're always just up. They're always going, da, 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 no sleep, none of that. And it's like literally college prepares us for the realities of our future and for hustle culture and how it'll really just play out in, in the rest of our lives. And it's kind of sad, actually. Like it, The whole thing of just... And I've heard people say that college is kind of a scam and like, like it kind of is a scam. It, it depends on what you want to do. Like college is necessary for certain jobs, for certain careers. But I think college is not necessary for everything. It's not necessary for, for every job you want to do. And I think I wish that we really, we really taught, you know, seniors in high school that like, okay, there are other options besides college. Because there is. And I'm not talking about the army or the military because I feel like that's like a whole different conversation, like the military, you know, okay. But I think we should really allow these young people to to really explore their options and think of things outside of college because college really isn't the end all be all. It may be for some people, but it's not for all. And for those who probably struggled through high school, college might not be it for them. And that's fine. Like, I mean, you can learn trade. You can do other stuff. Like, but yeah, I think I'll just table that conversation for now. Let's talk a little bit about the criticisms of this trend or movement. The main thing I've heard is just how it's a very privileged conversation. Um, privileged in terms of, you know, class, um, wealth, economics, but also in terms of race and gender just kind of how it plays out and how and how people think about this movement. And I'm going to link in the show notes um, the sources from which I kind of com- compiled a lot of this information from, you know, the chapters I may have read, the videos I've watched, the articles I read, all of that jazz. But in this video by um, FD Signifier, who is a YouTuber, he talked about why he doesn't really support the I Don't Dream of Labor movement he really just touched on how like for black men the I don't dream of labor how it kind of plays out in a very interesting way black men have kind of been seen as patriarchs of their household and how they have tied their respect their self-respect to their ability to provide for their for their families he ended the video just talking about how this trend is not inclusive of the reality of the working class um and it's it's true because 
I can kind of speak about this anecdotally from from a Caribbean standpoint, a Caribbean American standpoint. My parents immigrated from the Caribbean, um, and I'm sure that they, they didn't did not leave their homes, their 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 lives in the Caribbean to not work in America. Like they didn't say, okay, you know what, I'm going to go to America because I do not dream of labor. That was not a conversation they had with themselves. It's not probably it's not even something they probably thought about because like the either the either of leaving your home for a better opportunity, for better life for your family and not working is not really like a thing, not a thing to even think about, you know, when you're in that sort of predicament. And so most people who are fueling the labor movement, the gig economy and whatnot, they have to work. Like, it's not like, okay, you know what? How about I think of not working? Like, they literally cannot afford to not work. Like, this thought does even, like, really exist anywhere near their minds because it's like thought of not working when they have a family to provide for when they have when they have other financial obligations to take care of it's not a thought in their minds he he talked about how like this revolution won't really change anything you know like how how the revo- revolution or whatever like kind of revolutionized uh, the way we think about labor is not going to really it's not a, like a viable option essentially but for me i didn't i don't really see the i don't dream of labor movement as really a, a way of of discouraging work, but I see it more as a way of critiquing the way we think about work and just trying to reframe our relationship with work. Um, I think there's also something to be said about how, I think this trend or movement is tar- targeted towards Gen Z, Gen Zers, is Gen Zers a word? I don't know. But it's targeted towards probably like the, the, um, the younger millennials slash early Gen Z people. I don't think it's targeted towards the boomers and the, you know, the Gen X. So I think what what I've the way I've been seeing it is that like as these latest generations have been entering the industry and 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 entering, you know, the work, whatever, they're starting to realize, we're starting to realize how rough things really are. Like a lot of us are kind of out here just very bright eyed, but she tell like, you know, I'm gonna be a whole adult now. I'm gonna be working. But we're realizing that it sucks out here. Like it really sucks. Like this this is not it. And it could be because especially Generation Z, we are to a certain extent spoiled. Like we grew up with a lot of technological advancements. Like we've had a lot of things at our fingertips. And so these privileges have made us soft. Like well, what, well, less willing to endure the pains and toils of, toils of life, like knowing that we grew up with a lot of stuff around us, a lot of, a lot of access to resources. Like, we're like, dang, y'all want us to be out here working, like working, working, like for real, like this is this is not it. And so, I think it's kind of that space in which I think this movement came out of. It's just an awakening, I feel like, for mostly this generation and how we think about work. And how we're kind of thinking about the way in which work differs, the way we view work versus the way our parents view work. Like I said, the older generations, I don't think I really have, I don't think the older generations are paying much attention to this conversation. Not because I, they, they want to work, but because I think they don't see an alternative. Like they don't see an alternative to not working. It's not real, realistic to them. Um, And for Harriet talked about, um. For Harry is another YouTuber, YouTube channel. Her name is Kimberly Foster. She talked about, you know, is working hard even worth it? And just 
the whole her thoughts on on the whole I don't dream of labor trend. And she said that, you know, hard work is one of hard work through wage labor is one of the few options to escape poverty, you know, as black people or to even just, you know, make it out. And this kind of just goes back to meritocracy, like we kind of sometimes have this belief that if you work hard, you'll be successful. But like the way in which meritocracy works is that like it doesn't work. Like it it's, it doesn't work because it's not true. Like not because you work hard doesn't mean that you're gonna be successful. You're gonna have money. You're gonna be rich. Like because some of the hardest working people, people who who you know these service workers, they work two and three jobs. They are some of our most hardest workers. Yet many of them are still struggling to make it. They are still struggling to make ends meet. Yet they are working literally two or three jobs. Like some of them are going to school while they're working, trying to provide for their family, and they are still barely making it. So that's not true. I think some. I think for some people, hard work does really pay off in the big way that they imagine. But I think for most people, hard work is, and I'll say for Black people, hard work is as a means of just trying to stay afloat. Black people don't really have have the space to be mediocre. Like we don't have the space to just be okay. Like we kind of have to be exceptional to get just a fraction of the things that we deserve. And so like although I'm just like hard work the whole thing of meritocracy is just complete BS. It's like we we, we kind of need to work hard, like and it's, I don't know, I don't know if this makes sense. It's kind of like my relationship with work is that I'm probably going to work hard, but I think I'm I'm working hard not to be able to be a billionaire. It's me being realistic and knowing that, like, the majority of people who work hard are not super rich. They're not balling with money. Like, that's not the reality of how work works. Like, you know, if... If working hard made everyone rich, then like we then like we wouldn't have such high levels of poverty. It kind of goes back to this whole thing that we think that people, if you're poor, then you don't work hard. Like then you're lazy. You know, hard work does not equal success. Hard work does not equal financial stability necessarily. Hard hard work does not even equal you know equal the opportunity to to be able to afford the American dream. And so. Yeah, it's kind of where I'm at with meritocracy. I I know the reality is that like this is a very privileged conversation. Like I said, probably probably like two or three times so far in this this episode. But I I think it's sad that it's it's a it's a privileged conversation to have because I think not wanting to be exploited exploited for financial gain for these companies for these organizations for these businesses. And wanting to critique the system should not be a privilege. Like, I feel like wanting to not be exploited is a way of self-preservation. And I think self-preservation should not be a privilege. Me wanting to not have to, you know, literally break my back going to work every day for a job that doesn't even value me. That doesn't even, that would, that would in, a, in the snap of a finger, fire me. 
should not be something that should be considered a privileged conversation. And I know that it is privileged regardless, but I feel like it shouldn't be. Reflecting on the lives that were lost in the fire um, in, in the Bronx, I, it was just getting me really mad. It's annoying to me because I feel like a lot of what we call privileges are really just basic social needs. The fact that having heat in the dead of winter in New York City is a privilege, the need to survive in cold weather a privilege, like, I don't know, it really just, it really gets to me. And, and I think, I think a lot about just how poverty exists and, and how we try to support nonprofit organizations, which, which we should, I'm not saying that we should stop supporting nonprofit organizations or whatever, but I'm saying that poverty is not going to be solved by investing in nonprofit organizations. Like, that's not the solution. It's not like, we can't do things on like a little micro micro level, on an individualistic level, like it has to be a whole entire culture shift, it has to be a structural change. Um, oh, one thing I want to talk about before we end is how it's just kind of touched on the way the intersection, the way, the intersection, I can't speak right now, the intersection between race, gender, and class, and kind of how work really been a bit different for Black women than it has been for other other people. I was reading about the way in which female labor worked in um, Angela Davis' book, Woman, Race, and Class, and how she was just talking about how how female slaves, especially in the Deep South, they, they were field workers, you know, they were ag- agricultural workers. They were working right beside men in the fields. And so for women, Black women, labor hasn't always been something that they have had the, the choice to fight for. When we think about labor, a lot of it is really just about class. People who ha- who are poor never really had the option of like, should I work today? Like, that's not a thing. That's just not a thing. Okay, I think this is going to be the end of this episode. But I hope you enjoyed. Um, please don't forget to like and follow on Apple Podcasts. Leave a rating on Spotify and Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your episodes. And um, I'll see you guys.